It was right about now that I was told that the Maasai have a saying, that it's visitors who bring the rains. Thankfully for 60 intrepid visitors and their bikes, it wasn't until after the completion of 600 kilometers on Maasai lands in the migration gravel race that the heavens finally opened and deluged upon us what felt like not four days worth of rain, but four months worth of sweet, refreshing, life-giving torrents. And with that, I welcome you to a very special episode of Chasing the Peloton. Meet the Migration Gravel Racers. I'm your host, Peter, and let me take you inside the Migration Gravel Race. There's nearly a month on from the Migration Gravel Race, and and I finally got my act together to sort through all the recordings that I took in Kenya whilst I was there taking part in the race and present to you today a summary of the thoughts, feelings, emotions of a number of the competitors. Some familiar to this podcast, some new. I hope this serves as a small insight into what we went through as bike riders in the Migration Gravel Race and for those who were there serve as some kind of nostalgia for better or for worse. And so we start at the end of the first day's racing. I'd have liked to have perhaps recorded some audio from before we started the race, but this was the first time I'd ever been to an event like this. I mean, it was the first time anyone had been to an event like this. So the day before and the night before was was full of nervous excitement. Everyone trying to figure out if they'd got everything they needed, was the was their setup right? After the recce ride, a number of people were questioning whether gravel bike was the right choice. Um, the sample that we had was particularly rocky and people were starting to think that mountain bikes might have been a better idea. But it was too late for that. And as the Maasai welcomed us with a traditional welcome, with the sun setting in the background, we were reminded of how far away from home some of us were and how special and unique it was to be in that place at that moment. Fast forward 24 hours and we are digesting stage one of the migration gravel race. It was a particularly difficult stage terrain-wise, I think in the context of all four stages looking back, it was certainly the one with the most treacherous terrain. There was hardly any let up from the rocks, certainly in the first part, and then the headwind for the second half really did not relent. And so there were a number of tired, broken bodies at the finish line, mine included. Um, and I caught up with Iman just after she had finished. How are you feeling after stage one? Disappointed. <laughs> yeah, pretty, pretty much disappointed. That's all I'm feeling right now. Yeah. Disappointed in what? Um, nobody. Uh, I just feel bad that I couldn't finish stage one. And to me, it was the easiest stage. But yeah, I've, I've experienced so much today. I got lost. I got this. I got that. And and my bike got this and that. And you know, 
Now I'm tired and I got tired of thinking of what to do and just decided, hey, let's just hop on the border. <laughs> it was pretty hardcore, yeah. Yeah, well, I tried. I finished 70k. I had yeah. only 40k, uh, 50k to go. And um, yeah, it's just it's sad that I couldn't finish it, but I'm, I hope I, would, I could do better tomorrow. Day one has ended. I'm here with Ruben. How did it go for you? Ooh, uh, well, I was so excited to be able to race with all these professionals, yeah. with the local talents, that I figured, why not give it a shot and try to stay with the front group? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and how did that go for you? Uh, well, that was the most horrible idea I've ever had yeah. because I completely blew up. Yeah. Um, and then I lost my GoPro yeah. mount together with my Garmin, so I didn't have any navigation anymore. Um, and since I did distance myself from, from like the, the party pace people, I had to catch on with the fast people to be able to navigate. So I was dropped again, and then I picked up the next fast person, and I was dropped again. <laughs> so for so it's like a selection. If you <laughs> waited to find someone that was going <laughs> yeah. at the same speed as you who had a GPS. So mentally, it was quite tough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, and I mean, the, the first 50K was just a m mountain bike terrain. Yeah. It was so rough. Um, I was happy actually that I, I think I got a couple of flats which which were sealed by, by my sealant. So my yeah. tires deflated a little bit, which added a lot more comfort. Um, although I already set my tires pretty, pretty low. And then, uh, yeah, we had to get over the uh, huge climb in mountain bike terrain, which was just horrible, tough and um, yeah scary at some parts as well i mean it, it was yep. steep uphill it was steep downhill uh thorns were yep. uh, ripping up uh, <laughs> and, and, and sometimes and often you think when you get to the top of the uphill that's fine like the downhill's the easy bit but you, you can't switch off there was no way in relaxing and i had extra cushioned uh, yeah. mountain bike gloves on but my my hands were still uh, uh bruised and strained and then the final 50k was sort of flattish so yep. we hoped it would be um yeah uh, a, a little bit easier and then we were faced with a horrible headwind <laughs> it was yeah i don't know how fast it was but or how strong it was it was disgusting yeah and the only only fun thing i got out of that was that actually uh, ian boswell had, had a lot of um, uh, mechanicals and flats in the beginning uh, so he actually came flying past um, and I, I picked his wheel and I, I rode with him for the last 30k. So that was. So you managed to hold on to his wheel for 30k's. Yeah, because he. Is that going to be the highlight of your week? Yeah. yeah. Not only week. No, <laughs> <laughs> no I'm, I'm a real fanboy to be honest. Uh, it's a real privilege, and I, I followed these these guys during Unbound, and uh, I've I've watched all the podcast videos on YouTube and everything. I think it's amazing that they're here. Yeah. I think it's awesome that they're they're the only ones to to give a challenge to the local guys because I mean we're here to support the local talent. Yeah, and it's if good that there's someone that can give yeah, them. Yeah, because we can't. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and if, they, 
if if we we would have shown up and they're like okay is this the level you're yeah. <laughs> then they would have been but um no it helps to um yeah to bring some competition to them and and to be honest the peloton is fierce in europe and and that's something they have to get used to uh and and these stage races with the nutrition uh yeah. the material you have to th- uh, take care of uh it's a whole package and that's what they have to learn and they have to get used to and which they have to overcome in the beginning because you're not immediately going to get into a team that will fix everything for you so it requires a bit of um yeah self self sustainability self support yeah. which these events more than yeah. <laughs> more than tries yeah there's no, there's no one out here helping you if you <laughs> well there is there's 60 other races but i mean there's no neutral service there's no team car there's there's none of that it's kind of what have you got on your bike and if you're lucky what is the next guy got hit on his bike that's passing you to be honest the, the only upside of the brutalness of the first uh, 40k's was that all competitors beca- became like friends immediately because yeah, yeah. If, it wasn't like okay you have a flat uh, I'll go on everyone was like checking in with each other yeah being really helpful, uh, giving each other food, pools, turns, help, because everyone was in a dark place, so to say, because yeah. it was uh, it was challenging. And uh, yeah, uh, for me, it was fun to to help a couple of uh, Kenyan guys on the flats in the headwinds because they they were literally not moving. And I mean, that's my only speciality. Yeah, as being heavy. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's the same for me. I'm not shaming you here. Having, <laughs> having momentum to be able to push against yeah, the wind. Yeah. <laughs> That's what, yeah, momentum. Yeah, yeah. So any lessons learned from today that you're going to be taking in tomorrow? Oh, tomorrow, I, well, I know myself. So when I, when I get to a start line, I, I, I'm just too enthusiastic to, to take it easy. But the fact that I also fell uh, and, and tomorrow is going to be a brutal day again, 10 hours at least on the bike, I fear. Um, I am going to take it easy for the first, uh, first couple of hours and um, yeah, ensure that, that my nutrition is on point, uh, get some rest. Yep. Um, stretch. Stretch and... Um, yeah, I'll also check something like the weather because uh, in the beginning it was a bit cold. Tomorrow, if there's going to be rain, it's. Who knows? Know, I, yeah, I fear yeah. people indeed will be, like the promotion movie said, will be broken, <laughs> and uh, and then I, I'm I'm sure people aren't going to make it because today, when you see when you saw the the split between the first guy and the last, yeah. it was almost twice. Yeah, well, I passed through the drinks break at 78Ks or whatever it was. And I was half an hour before the cutoff time. And I was halfway through the pack. So, like, that already had me worried for today, for tomorrow, being like, okay, I just about made it. Uh, but there's still half the field behind me, kind of. And that fatigue's going to build and build. Because if you're out longer, you get less time to rest. Yeah, the next definitely. Day. No, and I mean, there's never an upside to mechanical, but I 
guess you can take a little bit of rest, but you have to pick up the pace afterwards yeah. if you're able to to fix it. Because I've I've heard and seen so many flats because the rocks are just brutal and. Um, they say it's going to be a bit easier tomorrow. <laughs> Apparently the start, they've changed the start, so it's a bit more roady, but uh, who knows? I mean, this was above anyone's expectations today in terms of the rocks, certainly some of the uphill rocks. <laughs> it, was, it, was, it was 50, 60k of rocks. Yeah, it was. And uh, yeah, like you said, the, the uphills were, were crazy enough. And then... then you think you go over it, and then the downhill, the downhill is just... Section. Yeah. Oh man, that was something as well. I, David, one of the participants, the uh, owner of the Giant. Oh, you you did the podcast with yeah, him. Yeah. Hilarious guy. I've stayed with him the last week. He's, and yeah. I've, I mean, I he he has a vibe around him. I always find him hilarious already. But uh, he was on his mountain bike, just passing everyone, and I was like, oh, I was sort of frustrated. But I also was like, yeah, this is old man smart. He's li- and he's lived in Kenya for 10 years. I went riding with him this week a lot. And he just knows the lines to take. He knows which rocks to hit, which rocks not to hit. Yeah, and he's got he's a double suspension mountain bike. Yeah, but he knows to put put out the watts as well. Yeah, because oh. the, the uphill sections that were, yeah, okay-ish to ride, he also flew up them. And so, uh, no, he, he passed me a couple of times. And I was like, okay, David, you're giving me mental blows. <laughs> so please please uh yeah but we had a lot of fun on the flats because like i said i didn't have navigation so i i from the from the uh water point i i pulled him uh over the first uh, couple of flats sections up to the point when uh, ian uh, came flying past and past and i was like uh I guess, uh, how do you call it? A bull uh, that sees a red... Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> red it was a red rag to a bull, and you just went... Yeah, yeah. definitely, definitely. So uh, that was a fun uh, end of the race. And uh, yeah, over here, amazing organization. I mean, how in God's name right. are you going to put up 60 70, tents? 80 tents. Well, there's more than that, I think. Because everyone else that's organizing has got to stay somewhere, right? And yeah. they're already cooking food. Uh, so Cleaned our bikes. <laughs> amazing to be able to do that in the middle of a national park. Literally, no, not, there's nothing here. Yeah. It is beautiful, by the way, but <laughs> there's nothing here. So, uh, yeah, incredible. Uh, and a huge thanks to the organization. Yeah. I'm uh, very impressed. Feeling yeah, bla- yeah. blessed. Yeah. You'll have to forgive me again, dear listener. Stage two took it out of me, so I didn't record anything with anyone. After that, it was 10 hours on the bike. The first 100k was probably the, the greatest bike riding that I've ever done in my life, and I was on a, a huge high. And then the, the next 70k to the finish was probably some of the worst kilometers I've had on the bike. That was the nature of the race, certainly from my perspective. Ups and downs, and I ended up having to walk up many of the ups on that final 70k. So instead, I got some perspectives from some other riders at the start of day three. We, we had a later start, so it was an a, opportunity to, to walk around the camp and speak to some, some other people, starting with Ian Boswell. So it's the start of day three. I'm here with Ian Boswell. How are you finding your migration gravel race experience so far? Yeah, I feel like everyone kind of really came to its own, I think, yesterday. Yeah. I think the first day, of people, there was a lot of 
not unknown, but like day one was also challenging for a lot of people. Um, I think a lot of people were worried about stage two, but I think just the whole atmosphere, like you, as you get more tired and more fatigued and like the barriers of just like people meeting each other and talking to each other all broken down because you start having this shared experience with everyone. Um, so I'm loving it. I mean, it's it's been super fun. I think the last 24 hours, like the race has really hit, kind of hit its groove and people are figuring out, you know, kind of how it works and what, you know, this whole operation is. But yeah, blown away just by the organization and setup of it it's and the amazing. courses yeah. and, you know, the athletes here. It's, uh, yeah, it's definitely unique, probably the most unique bike race I've ever done, which is really cool. I must to be see. saying something as well. Yeah. Well, I mean, I mean, it's funny because we are, we are camping, we are sleeping in tents, but in many ways it's far better organized than like a lot of professional right. road races. You yeah. know, it's like you came in your tents already set up and you already have a bed and there's a yeah. suitcase already in it. It's Are you not having to share with anyone? No, yeah, we have our own tent, um, showers and everything, you know, it's it's a lot more comfortable than maybe I thought it was going to be. I thought it was gonna be very rugged and, and there's an element of rawness, but it's comfort comfortable. Yeah. yeah. And so how are you finding um, the competition? How how are you finding the strength of the, the, the other riders you're up against? Yeah, I'm actually quite, I won't say surprised, but I'm very impressed with, with the level of, of the African riders. You know, yes, the first day I wasn't in the mix at all. Um, but yesterday, yeah, up the, the long climb, I pushed the pace really just to kind of like test and see where they're at. And, you know, it's also part of my obligation here is to, you know, kind of see where these riders, where they're at and also show them kind of the level of what, you know, racing is like internationally. Um, you know, we went over the top with, with two African riders and, and Lawrence, but almost the whole way up there was like I kept looking back and like there's like seven or eight riders I'm like damn like I'm going hard like yeah. <laughs> if we and go still, the, yeah, yeah, yeah yeah so um yeah and there was riders on mountain bikes and stuff as well yeah. which is definitely you know a heavier bike and, and more resistance going uphill so yeah and it's cool that we have such a variety of stages as well so different riders can kind of excel on on different yeah. days so yeah I'm looking forward to, to stage three coming up it's it's definitely flatter and a bit faster so we might see some some new riders kind of come to the front yeah. um but yeah, no, I mean, it's it's just an awesome opportunity to come here and race with these guys and, you know, really see what level they are at. And it's so different than racing with them in a professional road race where, you know, there's so many other kind of factors at play, you know, yeah. what team you're on and kind of the respect and the hierarchy of the peloton. Yeah. It's like here, it's like everyone against everyone and they have a real opportunity to yeah. kind of show their strength without this, you know, kind of conflict of being on a on a smaller team or a team that no one knows so yeah. it's kind of one of the beauties of gravel racing is it's it's you know your strength kind of dictates your hierarchy in the peloton rather than which team you're yeah. on but also then the the camaraderie element comes in as well the the competition between there's no teams to compete against so it is every man for himself but I equally that just makes it a lot more like oh well if this guy needs help I'm going to help him if he's working with me and he has a mechanical maybe I stop because actually if I don't wait for him, I'm going to struggle in the next bit as well. Yeah, very much so. I mean, there was some times yesterday when you know one of us would kind of take a different, not go off course, but take a variation yeah. of the course. Um, and, and that's kind of the you know thing that I think there's a lot of discussion right now in, in gravel racing is like this this etiquette. Yeah. Um, you know, there was times where we still had you know 40, 50k to go. It's like, hey, let's wait for this rider to come back. Maybe they had something wrong, and you know, it's still kind of not defined. Like, at what point do you stop waiting? But um, yeah, it's still very much the sports figuring itself out. And, you know, it's cool yeah. to see that we've come here. And in a way, especially because some of these athletes are going to come to the U.S., like kind of show them ahead of time, like just the, the etiquette that they will expect to, you know, kind of see yeah. when they do come to the U.S. to race. Yeah. And two more stages to go. How's your body feeling? Yeah, good, good. Been good, good night's sleep. Yeah. And got to apply a lot of sunscreen today because we're starting a little bit later. I've been able to enjoy two or three hours of no sunburn in the early parts yeah. of the days because we've started early. But, 
yeah, Stark got pushed back to nine today, which I think everyone enjoyed a, a slow morning, but means uh, more sunburn. A hot day. Yeah, yeah, yeah. more sunburn hours <laughs> for me, so. Well, I'm going to go and do that too. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. Brilliant. I'm here with Betsy. How are you enjoying your migration gravel race experience so far? I'm loving it. This, to me, is the best of all worlds because it's bikes, it's travel, it's camping. Um, it's like meeting people from all over the world. And, um, yeah, it's really special. Any highlights? Whew. I mean, seeing zebras and giraffes is pretty yeah. amazing. <laughs> I don't know if anything can top that. But, but really just, like, being in this small, intimate group and you know being able to sit down with anyone and and chat for hours like yeah the bike riding is incredible and we're all here to ride bikes but honestly it's it's really just about how we've all come together and then how like forever we'll all share this really special experience yeah it's true because this is super unique and i think everyone here is here for the pretty much not necessarily the same reason but for very similar reasons and seem kind of equally motivated to create and be part of this community yeah, and, and we couldn't come from more different, you know, backgrounds. And, like, every time I'm out there suffering on the bike with someone, you know, a lot of it's just, like, moaning and groaning and, and sort of, like, being on the bike. But then it's like, oh, where are you from? And what's your name? Yeah. And what do you do? And, and I'm, I'm blown away, everyone I talk to. Yeah, nothing beats riding with other people. And there was the moment yesterday where we <laughs> there was a group of six or seven of us. And just coming off the top of that hill, I mean down the single track through the riverbed and as it opened up with the trees I don't think I've had a better day riding yeah and it's really like you said it's really special to share that yeah and uh, and uh, well one more question anything you're going to take back from this like what, learn anything you've learned anything that that's changed your perspective that you're going to take away with you you know I think it's just it's just another really good reminder to sort of like remember that you're you're in your everyday life you're in a bit of a bubble and um like don't forget to be interested and be curious and and push yourself out of your comfort zone whatever that may be you know you don't have to go to kenya to do a bike race but but just try and be interested in in someone else um some other place some other thing um it's yeah it really it it makes life a lot more um enjoyable yeah thank you so I'm here with Kate Karras, 10 minutes before, 12 minutes before the start of day three. <laughs> How's your migration gravel race experience? Uh, it's been tough, <laughs> but fun. Yeah. yeah, I'd love to come back uh, maybe next year and hack it, like make it easier, especially day two. And it, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they can stay. Come back when you know what to expect. Yeah, yeah. Um, what, what have been the best bits? Uh, this I'm waiting for day three. <laughs> yeah, okay. Yeah, because it's it's like resting. But the one, the one was too rocky. When you are, you think you are resting, it got too windy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Yesterday was too long. Tough, too, too tough. Had a muscle pull. My got a pricked. My leg is so swollen. I'll be good, yeah. yeah. And uh, have you learned anything from doing this race? Anything that you're going to take away with you? Yeah, I need a lot of training, power training. Uh, my, I think I've, I've not 
I've not been like concentrating on my skills. Yeah. Yeah. I really need them. Like your off-road skills, kind of over rocks, over gravel, over sand, this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're not yeah. so good. I think, you know, I'm, I'm more of a road than a gravel and a mountain biker. Yeah. Yeah, I need the skills a lot. I, I need like the downhill skills, the climbing skills, like the way I, I should maneuver over everything. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good luck today. Thank you. I look forward to seeing you at the finish. Yeah, yeah, you'll see me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's the end of day three here, and I'm with quite a tired-looking Doreen. <laughs> how, how are you doing? Um, I, I'm tired, yes, and I uh, just want to go to bed soon, I guess, and hope for the best for tomorrow. How's your uh, migration gravel race experience been so far? You know... Yeah, it's been great. I didn't know what to expect, but um, yeah, it's so rough and so intense all day long. Um, you cannot, you hardly have any time to look around because you have to watch the road where you're going because it's, it's so rough. There's so many <laughs> big rocks or sandy parts. And, um, but with the group, you know, it, it's, yeah, it's amazing. Um, it's um, everyone is there for each other to help out, and uh, it started off with a couple of punctures for me as well on day one, and uh, you know, all people are stopping asking if you're right, yeah, and then uh, yeah, then you know they help you out and then you're good to go again. But uh, yeah, um, it's it's been a tough three days so far. What have been the highlights? Wow. Well, yesterday, you know, day two, the Queen stage was definitely a highlight. Um, the, the sceneries were amazing. Um, the first long climb was amazing. Um, afterwards, it was kind of a jungle yeah. we went through. Uh, and then the highlands, you know, with, you know, these amazing views everywhere. <laughs> it, it was so diverse. Really, like stage two was really... Every corner you turned, it was a completely different climate, it was a completely different landscape. It was, yeah. Um, Yeah, it changed all the time. And uh, it was tough, and... uh, But it was definitely worth it, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. And uh, final question, any any learnings, anything that you've you've gone, right, okay, I've I've, I've learned that, I'm going to take that back with me. Well, definitely, maybe I have to train my arms more because they are so sore. And uh, it's not only the legs you you need, it's the arms as well. I mean, your wrists are just... It's a full body workout, gravel riding. It's crazy. And it's totally different from the gravel riding we're used to back home. It's, It's more like a mix between smooth gravel and harsh mountain bike courses. Yeah. Single tracks, crazy descents, river crossings. Uh, yeah, but the um, the arms are really like they're, they're pretty much gone. <laughs> and do you think you'll be back next year? Yeah, I'm thinking yeah. over. <laughs> Maybe it's too soon to ask. <laughs> yeah. So if you ask me in a week or so after, I probably say yes because the, the, the experience is just amazing. You know, with the whole group. And uh, and the people here are so nice, and uh, so yes, I, I guess yes. But for now, 
<laughs> a first one to survive tomorrow. <laughs> Thank you, Doreen. So, Jeffrey, well, I'm here with Jeffrey Langer after quite a successful day for you, right? Yes, man. Tell me what happened. Uh, the day has been uh, not so easy. So, after yesterday's stage, uh, Queen stage, uh, 174 kilometers, it was bloody hell, <laughs> so yeah. hard. But then today I woke up and uh, I was feeling fatigued. I didn't expect to win today, but uh, we rode the first 20 kilometers was so hard. The guys from Nairobi, Kinja and his team were pushing so, so hard with the mountain bikes. So I kept dropping and coming back, but yeah. then I, <laughs> I finally managed at the feeding point to come back and uh, we took the feeds on the, the feeding zone and one of the Masaka guys went ahead <laughs> and this made the race quite tough again like Masaka? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> this guy he went ahead. I didn't I think he, he didn't want to take any nutrition but then we had like uh, Ian Boswell just so hard <laughs> and we came to this bottom of the climb. I think the longest climb of the day like one point five kilometers. Yeah. And we went super, super hard. He went so hard. <laughs> like, was he trying to drop you? Yeah, he's trying to drop almost safe one. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, I could say that. But I managed to hold on to yeah. the top of the climb. When we, when we got at the top, we were like six guys. And we went down the descent. So the leader of the race, the yellow jersey, you can say, and he, Lawrence, yes, yeah. he got a puncture. Uh, oh, this isn't this guy uh, so he he fixed his puncture we kept on pushing with Suleiman and uh, John and uh, uh, Ian Boswell yeah. but surprisingly enough after like 20 kilometers he came back right <laughs> solo he came back solo so and you guys were working together you yeah, were pulling each other exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. Because the, the headwinds on the tarmac were brutal. And if you weren't in a group, you were going to struggle. Exactly, man. It was so, so, like, 20 kilometers an hour. So we had to, like, rotate all around in the tarmac. And I'm so surprised how he came back. But he's super strong. <laughs> I don't know he's gonna, how he's going to do tomorrow. But then he came back and asked us, because his tire was still, like, had a slow, pun uh, slow puncture still. Yeah. So we stopped. Then he... He added on the pressure, then we proceeded. Uh, two kilometers after that, there was a section of big rocks on on the road, and the, yeah. everyone was. That's where you made your move. Exactly, yeah, that's where I, I saw a chance. So everyone went to on the side of the road, then I looked up straight on where everyone was passing, and there was like a ditch, and so it was. Almost certain to see someone is gonna jump over with the gravel bikes. <laughs> they almost they had to get off the bikes, like yeah, yeah, just yeah. get back to the road. So I took the risk. I went straight into these rocks like <laughs> hard. After the it's a, a small section, of 200 meters, and I had a gap of like about 100 meters ahead. Then I said oh, I'm gonna take a risk and go. Then it came another section, same same. I I just went straight on. I didn't yeah. go on the side, so I just went straight on. This was uh, 20 kilometers to go, I think, by then. Then I just proceeded and I, I kept on pushing, pushing. And the last uh, five kilometers, a tailwind. Yeah, downhill. Yes. 
I was afraid these guys might come back, man. I was like, oh, I'm just, I'm not gonna give up. I'm, I'm gonna keep pushing to the line. So luckily enough, I made the line and I won the stage for today. Which is awesome. You're the yes, first man. African winner of a stage of the Migration Gravel Race. I'm That's so, pretty cool. I'm so happy about that, man. I'm so proud about that. Yeah, yeah, you've done well. Thank you. So and how has the rest of your Migration Gravel Race experience been? Uh, the first day, I. I caught a puncture. I had a bad day that day. I had a puncture like five kilometers from the start. Yeah. And I had to fix the puncture and I lost a lot of time about an hour <laughs> because I had to like ride solo with my teammate who caught a puncture at the same place I got a puncture. So the second day, that was yesterday, Queen Stage, it was so super hard. But I've, I'm learning a lot through this race. Yeah. So, so talking of learnings, what kind of, what's the biggest thing that you're going to take away from this? Uh, the thing is, I'm used to, I'm a road race cyclist before, so, and like, I'm learning to, like, you, you, it's not like when you get a puncture, you get a, a wheel from the can, you just gonna be taken back yeah. to the peloton. Just need to fix it your, yourself, and you have to face it straight on. You have to go ahead, like, you have to chase along. So, I'm learning that it's different kind of, uh, race apart from the road racing that you get up the wheel and then you could just yeah. go back you need to be a lot more uh self-reliant you need to look after yourself and that's yeah. the word to use man you have to be so much self-reliant don't rely on someone else yeah. <laughs> so you have to have all this stuff glued in like you have to have the puncher kit the tubes or the the tubeless fixer those then apart from that you need to like have the massive, massive lots of endurance within yeah. yourself. Yeah. Because the 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 terrain takes it out of you so much more than yeah. tarmac. Exactly, man. Like you spend all, all the the least we've spent now is like four hours. The least <laughs> since the, since this race started. Yeah. Like yesterday, if they they saw there's even people who came like almost ten hours. So it took me 10 hours, yeah. <laughs> 10 hours? Yeah. Oh, there and there were still people finishing, there, there were still 10 <laughs> people that finished after me. Just imagine. Yeah. So this tells you that you need like massive endurance to, to put in the training protocol. Yeah. Yeah, if you're going to prepare more about this such kind of races. Yeah. Yeah. And tomorrow? Oh, there comes the one. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, the fatigue is building up, but yeah. uh, the cool thing, when I'm getting more fatigued, my I I feel my my muscles works better. Okay. And I hope I'm gonna wake up well tomorrow. Yeah. <laughs> and there is a lot of inclines. It goes up to about twelve percent. Shit. So we are gonna have a tough day tomorrow, and but I'm hoping for the best also still. Well, good luck yes. tomorrow. Thank you so much, yeah. man. Cheers, Jeff. Cheers, man. Thanks. And so that takes us up to the end of day three of the migration crawl race and the end of part one of this podcast summary going inside the event. Thank you to all those people that were willing to talk to me at the end or the start of various stages in various states of emotion, fatigue. I hope in some way I've been able to transport you there or back there if you were there um, and give you a sense of, of how the event panned out in some small way. There are some really good films, photos, reports out there as well you should go and check out too um ryan legare on the radivist has put together an incredible film and report 
go and check out Betsy Welsh's daily updates as well. If you want to go and look at some cool stuff on Instagram, uh, the Fat Pigeons, Noel and Luke, did a really awesome job of documenting all the various aspects of the race. Um, they've already moved on and starting to put some awesome stuff out of their trip to Iceland and the Rift. Um, and they will join me in the next part, along with a few other participants to recap the race of a whole and get the reactions at the end of day four. Until then, keep chasing. <laughs> <laughs>